now I'm very happy to introduce David Pagel. Uh, Mr. Pagel is an art critic who writes regularly for the Los Angeles Times. He's an associate professor of art theory and history at Claremont Graduate University, an ad adjunct curator at the Parish Art Museum, Southampton, New York. His 10 artist ex exhibition, Underground Pop, opens there in August. Softcore Hard Edge, co-curated with Marianne Elder, opens at the Art Gallery of Calgary in September before traveling to Claremont. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. David Pagel. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Gregory. The first thing I'm going to do tonight is introduce Salman Huerta. And he was supposed to stay off stage until I did that. But since my um, introduction is more of an art review of his entire life, I thought it would only be fair to have him out um, listening to it. So, um, Salman, if you'd please, please join us. Yeah. 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 And I, I wanted to start, um, I, I'm not much for um, academic introductions with all the um, whys and where to fors, so I just wrote a, a short little piece on what I saw was the um, important background information for the conversation we're going to have tonight, which is going to really focus on what Salomon is up to in the studio now. So here's my introduction. Los Angeles painter Salomon Huerta made a name for himself by getting rid of the self. In the mid-1990s, he began exhibiting beautifully painted pictures of the backs of people's heads. These led to life-size depictions of people's backs, full-length, head-to-toe mugshots that revealed more about each viewer's expectations and prejudices than about the faceless folks he portrayed. Next came screaming, acid-tented pictures of middle-class homes, and then larger-than-life-size renditions of masked wrestlers. All of Salman's works turned inside out the idea that art was about the identity of its maker. At a time when identity politics was standard operating procedure, Salman turned his back on that method of art making to make works about the actual time-bound relationships individual viewers establish with the art they are looking at. Rather than telling viewers all about his self, his upbringing, and his personal history, his works invited, and still invite, each of us to observe ourselves observing, to pay attention to the many ways we jump to conclusions, make assumptions, and overlook other things, sometimes the obvious. Over the last two years in his studio, Salomon has taken these lessons to heart as if deeply, profoundly suspicious of his own self, he has destroyed far more paintings than he has finished, obliterating not just the uniqueness of the people in his pictures, but destroying the works themselves. This brings us to this evening's conversation about what has been happening in Salomon's studio. But before that, I'd like to mention a few facts to give you just a bit of background information. Salomon Huerta was born on June 22, 1965, in Tijuana, Mexico. In 1991, he received his Bachelor of Fine Arts from Art Center College of Design, and in 1998, his MFA from UCLA. Um, he has had seven solo shows in Santa Monica at Julie Rico Gallery, Patricia Four Gallery, and at Patrick Painter Gallery. He has also had solo shows in London and Verona, Italy, and the Austin Museum of Art, 
and he was included in the Whitney Biennial in, in 2000. I think we'll start with Salman just showing a few images of some of the works he's destroyed or is in the process of destroying. <laughs> and then I'll start asking um, him questions about the method to his madness. <laughs> madness? <Okay. laughs> um, all this work is within the past like year. And I'm going to show you this piece. I don't have a piece. Um, I don't have a uh, image of this piece before I destroyed it, but you got to like put the nose back in and stuff like that. Um, so I work on canvas over panel. So I use a sander and I remove the image because I need to reuse the um, panel. So I wasn't I wasn't happy with it, so I destroyed it, and I did like I think maybe like five of these paintings. And then I ended up at this one here, which I'm really happy with. Um, this image is probably 11 by 8 inches. And this, this painting, well, I, should, I should go this way. Okay, this painting here is, is a painting of my dad's gun that I've done like four times already. And, and of course, you see, what you saw before, I destroyed it. You mean four times on the same canvas? Yeah, on the same yeah. canvas. Yeah. Not like four. Yeah. You're not cranking out series of paintings? No, 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 no. I haven't sold that yet. Hmm. Okay. So here it is. You can see like the, you know, where I um, sand it off. Okay. And this one is another one. And they're all fairly... This one is, is probably um, 24 by 16, I think. This is probably the same size, but um, horizontal. This is probably like 12 by 12. This is probably uh, 15 by 13. We'll leave it at that one. Yeah. So when you were making the earlier ones, Salman, would there be that much? Um, the back of the heads? Yeah, when you're doing the back of the heads and the, and the houses and the mass figures. Was, it, was there that much reworking? Or is the, is, the, is the taking the power sander to the work something new? Um, no, back then I was like saving the work. Back then I was saving the work. And then, I, um, and then I learned that by saving the work, I was becoming more attached to the work. Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized that if I destroy it, then I'll be forced to create something new. Mm -hmm. So you, um, those works, you would um, paint them, finish them, be dissatisfied with them, but save them and not show them, or pretty much... Everything made it out of nothing. Ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, if it's not good enough to hang in the studio, I mean, in the mm -hmm. in the gallery, I destroy it. Mm -hmm. But not this. Um, I'm I'm trying to get at what um, what happened between those works and these works that the destructive part is so much more predominant. Should I talk about the process? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. Um, <clears throat> What I've learned for me, this is for me, because um, mm -hmm. when I tell other artists to destroy, they, they, you know, they go crazy, they want to kill me. But mm -hmm. what uh, worked for me is that like, if I do a bad painting, mm -hmm. but at the moment I'm not aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. and, if, and if I let it sit, I become attached to it, you know, for mm -hmm. some, you know. And then like my, my friends come over, they look, oh, that's a nice piece, I like it. Then my mm -hmm. family comes over, oh, I like that piece. So mm -hmm. the more that piece lingers around, mm -hmm. I start to build a relationship uh -huh. to it. Mm -hmm. 
a bond so, or an affection. Or, yeah, and then I st I'm saying to myself, you know, I didn't like that piece. Now I'm liking it. You know, so, so and then I say, okay, I'm going to take this further. And so I show it to the, to the dealer. I show it to collectors. And I'm getting good response. And then I don't have the desire to improve it. Mm -hmm. I don't have that desire to try to really capture what I really wanted. So at that moment, when I realized that I was becoming attached to it and getting comfortable, mm -hmm. I started to destroy the work. Mm -hmm. And then, so was it going at it with a power sander to kind of to block out other people's views and to get back to like your, I mean, not your gut response to finishing it because you, I presume you finished it and you kind of liked it. Uh -huh. And then what, then a, a day goes by and it's like, oh, yesterday wasn't that good, or a week goes by and... Well, what, uh, I, what I've learned about me sometimes is that um, whenever I'm doing something new, there's always like a fear part of it. Mm -hmm. you know, it's always fear. So what I've learned about fear when working is that I get blinded. And things, things you know, I'm not able to see what I need to see. So like, let's say I go in the studio, I'm in fear, I create, but I'm not aware that I'm in fear, I create. Mm -hmm. Things don't feel right, so I know something's not right, so I let it sit. And then um, I wait the next day, uh, and I look at it, and things still don't look right, but then I'm aware that I'm in fear. Mm -hmm. So um, I have to paint in one shot. I can't go in there and, and, and rework and it, be it. Yeah. yeah, because I don't use toxic materials. Mm -hmm. So at that moment, I destroy it. And then there's that anxiety like, okay, now you gotta do it again. Mm -hmm. So, and then I destroy it, and I wait for the anxiety, and I sit, and it goes so away. So, you destroy it, you just with the sand flat out the middle part, and then... No, everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. so these are just start, yeah. these are beginning destruct. These aren't fully destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to show, because if I show you blank canvases, <laughs> that's nothing, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm trying to show you the process, you know. Yeah. So point, point well taken. Yeah. <laughs> I should have showed a video instead, me going mm -hmm. crazy at it, mm -hmm. but, um, um, so, um, so and then what happens, there's, then there's a stage in my ego, like I destroyed it, like I feel empowered, I feel strong, right? I feel mm -hmm. like, like I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. So and that, then- That would be the I of today, not the I of yesterday who made the painting. Yeah, well, yesterday yeah. I was afraid, now yeah. I'm bad, you know? Uh. <laughs> so, so, so I'm painting and I'm, I'm in awe and ego, yeah. and as I'm painting, I'm thinking about, oh, this is gonna sell, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have sushi, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a travel, you uh, know, uh. I'm like, it's all like, it's going to be great. They're going to yeah. love it. You know, I'm going to get a review, you mm -hmm. know, I'm thinking about all that mm -hmm. and I'm all pumped up. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I look at it, it's, oh my God, it's just horrible, you know? So, uh -huh. and then I destroy it again. Uh -huh. And then comes this other layer, this other like personality. Mm -hmm. And, and I go into like, what do you call it? Denial. I'm like total like pleasurism. I start yeah. saying, it's great, it's beautiful. I haven't even started painting and I'm already happy. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so like, it looks great, it's beautiful. Uh -huh. And at that moment I'm realizing, oh, I'm in denial, man, you know. So, so I saw, well, And I'm, that's the exact same image or from, Im the, from a photograph? Same image, same yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then I say to myself, okay, well, I have to work through it. So I start to paint and then I realize that I'm happy for no reason whatsoever. Like I'm calling my friends and I'm happy, you know. Mm -hmm get on Facebook and I'm happy. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm happy at my friend who I was mad at yesterday, you know, I'm just happy, you know. And then... Um, That's the magic of paint. Yeah, you know, I'm happy and everything is great and I do the painting and I hold on to it for a while because I'm happy. Mm -hmm. and, and then, and then once, once reality sits in, I look at it and I see that it's not what I want. 
I see that it's not working. So at that point, I destroy it again. And then by then, I get serious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get serious. Mm -hmm. I get really focused. I get really, like, kind of like, I get angry that I'm, you know, that I'm wasting time, mm -hmm. that I'm dealing with these, these uh, distractions. Mm -hmm. So and then I, I let it sit. And then by then, I come into the peace with totally like no judgment. Um, no judgment. Uh, no happiness. I don't need to be focused. No mm -hmm. ego. No fear. Okay. And and I'm able to and then just do it with no effort, like like really fast. Like mm -hmm. because by then I already gone through all the technical, mm -hmm. and also all the the head whatever you want to call it head, the head games. Yeah. And by then, um, by destroying it, like I'm forced to redo it. You know, I can't fix it, I can't, you know, say maybe, but I'm forced to redo it, and by that moment, I'm able to capture what I want. Mm -hmm. And that last stage is like, um, you're not thinking about sushi, selling, dealers, No, there's, there's actually like, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing, no joy, nothing. Okay. No joy, no sadness, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing. It's, it's like, like... Blankness or emptiness? Yeah, it's or? like, it's like, um, like, um, like meditation, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just nothing in... Mm -hmm. And for me, I think, uh, in order for me to create, I have to create from that space. Mm -hmm. you know, it, and if I don't, then... Uh, power sander. Yeah, power yeah. sander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And is it consistent with each image you pick, that it's like basically a three-step... Uh, no, once I, I get painting, that I get momentum, then I stay in that present moment. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be times where I'll you know, like, uh, go back to the other personalities, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, but overall, once mm -hmm. I get past that, mm -hmm. that barrier, I'm on it. Mm -hmm. And then I start to develop a whole different way of working where I work on the easy ones first to build confidence to get to the hard ones. Oh, so you have a bunch going on Yeah, in I have the a studio, bunch going right? at the same time because yeah. there's, there's some oh. paintings that, that will evoke too much fear that I, I can't even you know, come close to it. Mm -hmm. So I work on, on easy ones, easy images, in order to build the confidence to get to that one. Mm -hmm. But if, if, if I go through all, all, those, all that process of sanding and getting past my ego, mm -hmm. and I'm not able to still get what I want, I stop and I go to therapy. <laughs> you know, I, I go to this lady, she's a, what is it, it's a, a, a homeopathy, mm -hmm. you know, where you go, in fact, I saw her this morning, you know. <laughs> to, to deal with this. To deal with this, yeah, that's yeah. it. And she's kind uh, of the, the power sander for your psyche. Yeah, she's going to stab my face, you know, but, you know. So I, uh, I, um, what happens is like, I go in there and I tell her, you know, I'm, um, and it's never about the painting. It's always about something that's hovering over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we talk about it for like an hour. She asks questions. She gets down to the core. And believe it or not, she gives me this little white, little ball the size of a ladybug. It's a little remedy. He goes, here, just take this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, you that's know? the painting medicine? Yeah, yeah. I, I look at it and go, you got to yeah. be kidding. Yeah. You know? So and then I, I take it and, yeah. you know... And then what happens is that those emotions or the whatever it is, the block, two things happen. And it either um, dissipates where it just 
you know, comes to the surface and disappears, uh -huh. or it comes to the surface and I act on it. So at that point, I'm not painting and I'm dealing with this issue. Yeah. And then when that goes away, I, then I come back to the, work, to the work and I'm able to see it for what it is. Mm. And I'm able just to do it with no effort. Mm -hmm. You know, just like in, all these paintings are done in a day. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to even work like, you know, I can finish a painting like in maybe two or three hours. The, the little guys, the, or the, even the... Even a big one, yeah. Uh -huh. So is it, is what, going on in the studio with the, the painting, sanding, painting, sanding, painting, sanding, really similar to what's going on in the, the hour therapy session with the magic ladybug pill? Is it a similar sort of, um, like... No, that's real work, man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's just, that's, that's just yeah. getting down to... So that's, there, it is a different sort of thing. No, it's like, different, yeah. No, so no. one is, could you characterize the, the, the nature of the studio one? Is it, more, is it really kind of like, about, like, a, like an athlete would be warming up? Or like you know what, it's, it's really easy to get rid of a problem when it's a painting. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy mm -hmm. to get rid of another problem mm -hmm. that's emotional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, but there's some connection. Well, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they both have an emotion, but when mm -hmm. I look at the painting, it's over. You know, yeah. I feel great, but the other one I have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I have so, to like, you know, yeah. have to go maybe call someone or apologize or something, you know. But, uh, it's that's all a different ballgame. <laughs> <laughs> so the paintings are like um, kind of the tug of war going on inside you, and the, the, the therapy talk is tug of war is going on between you and people in the, in the world. I think, no, no, everything's yeah. inside of me, you know? Mm -hmm. but, you know. But when it comes to the painting, it's me and the painting, it's the mm -hmm. idea that I have. Mm -hmm. But always, these ideas are always attached to an emotion. And then maybe that's why they're being stimulated, you know? So um, sometimes, you know, um, like in the past, you know, I created in a very destructive manner by having, you know, like things that are destructive, but everyone around me was doing that and everyone around me was kind of supporting that because... Like the head paintings and the house paintings, you mean? Or? Yeah, uh -huh. you know, yeah, because, you know, because most artists are destructive and they create from a destructive be in like behavior. But at one point, I realized, you know, this is this is not healthy. <laughs> so I was, you know? if you, um, all those paintings that you've you've made since the early '90s and are out there in the world, if you could um, go get them back with the power sander, I've had I've had done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, and I've been, you know, calling people. Some so there's so there's work <laughs> there's work out there that you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satisfied no. with? Yeah, I, I tell them, look, oh. I'll give you a new piece. You give me that old piece. And have they done? Some they, have, yeah. Some, some I had to give them like a big piece just to get a little piece. <laughs> you know, but, uh, those, yeah, those are, those are smart people. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they kind of figured it out. The work got around. Salomon is trying to get his old work back, yeah. and uh -huh. they're all like, they ganged up. But are, are there old ones out there that you, that you're, that you don't want to re... Uh, no, 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 I don't want to destroy everything. Yeah. So what, like, what's the criteria? Is it... Well, you know, once you have good sushi, you don't go back to bad sushi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I... Um, Only when you have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know... Uh, so it's a feeling that you have tied up with the painting that makes you... You know, like, my worst fear is to go to a museum as I get older and then to have a painting that I'm not happy with re represent me. Mm -hmm. So 
for that reason, like, no, I'm, everything is out there I'm happy with, but if mm-hmm. there's something I'm not, I do try to get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my sister started hiding paintings from me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. Well, <laughs> one time I, I did a piece because I felt just this desire to do it out of plagiarism, and I, I try not to create from that. I'm mm-hmm. not against anyone that does it, mm-hmm. But, no, no, but just for you. Yeah, for yeah. me, I did yeah. it out of pure pleasurism. It was on paper. It was mm-hmm. late. And I left it outside knowing that the paper was going to get damped and ruined. Mm-hmm. Then I forgot about it. You know, I totally forgot about it because mm-hmm. I must have had a good night. I don't know. And, mm-hmm. um, and then a month later, I saw it framed in my sister's like, bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I told her, you know what, you can have it, but I don't, you know, you got to tell people like, the story because mm. I'm not happy with this, but, it, but if you tell them the story, then it's a, good, then it, then it's a mm. better piece, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think you're, um, you're more self-critical now than you were before, or you're more micromanaging your own production more? Well, how would you characterize no, what you're um, doing? I'm the same. I'm, I'm pretty much the same. The, the same. So like the... But the, uh, the power sander is not the... That's new. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, Before, I used to rip it, but now... Oh, see, so uh-huh. Now, like, I like that little yeah. sander, you know. But is it, um, in a way, Salman, is it, are you a, is it becoming... Um, are you becoming a performance artist? <laughs> Maybe here, but yeah, yeah. right now, yeah. but... Yeah. Not, That's temporary. That's yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. No one knows of this till right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so this isn't part of, like, a... a John Baldessari, no, no, I burned no, all no, my no. work, sort of. No, no, sort of this, is, this is just is, like inside I'm, the studio. I'm revealing my process. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, this, no one, I've, you know, I've, uh-huh. just, I've just started to um, dock, because I'm destroying like nine out of ten paintings that I do. Uh-huh. I said to myself, I should get something out of this. So mm-hmm. I started to document it. Like, you know, I started mm-hmm. to document the process, and I'm, and I'm going to do a book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a book of, of just all the paintings I've destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know, I figure I got to get something out of this work. Mm-hmm. But do you think? It th- the, but that part then feeds into the finished piece that you have. That actually, when you're satisfied with it, it makes its way into the world. That it has this, um, yeah, 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 this recorded history of how it came to, yeah, to yeah. be. Yeah, but this book, I want it to be just about destroying pieces. I don't, I don't even want to show the good pieces. Mm-hmm. I just want to show the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it, it's, you know, this Marlene Dumas, I think, did a painting, did a book of. Of paintings that didn't make it, in, that didn't make it into uh-huh. her cut. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm gonna try to, to make it better than hers and put my Facebook stories in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to also ask you about the relationship between your um, Facebook stories and this uh, power sander in the studio, as a power sander as part of the palette process. You're, well, yeah. um, because I wanted to create from a more um, a healthy place, or mm. I had to eliminate a lot of distractions. That before I didn't think they were distractions, mm. but um, now I realize that they were. Mm. So now when I paint, I'm left to deal with myself. I have no distractions. Mm. So what happens when um, when I feel that I'm, I have anxiety or some fear, and I'm painting in the beginning, um, uh, a um, a story, like a memory comes, something mm. I experienced in the past because that painting is kind of provoking a memory. Hmm. Mm. And then out of that, I allow, I allow myself, so the, 
the emotion is so strong, I allow myself to stay there and deal with it. Mm. And then um, a story comes out, you know, the, the, what do you call it, a story comes out, and I, and, I, um, uh, and I write it down, and because I'm having people on Facebook add me because they want to see my work, mm. and I have no work to show them, I said to myself, I'm going to sh- share stories with them. Mm-hmm. So I started to write down these stories. And as a way, this is like a little distraction just to get started. I write the story, mm-hmm. I post it on Facebook, then I go paint. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a way to avoid the painting, you know. Uh-huh. This, this is like, uh-huh. so and then I go back uh-huh. and forth, back and forth, uh-huh. back and forth, and then, and then um, uh, eventually there's less back and forth and I'm left to deal with the painting. But, but it kind of grew out of a sense of obligation to, yeah, to yeah, an yeah. audience or, yeah. or a public or... Someone who wanted to normally would go online and see what you had been making visually. Yeah, I mean, like when I go on an artist's um, um, pages, they're just like, "Oh, this is my painting I did this morning." Right. You know, yeah. this, this kind of stuff, and and I don't do that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and they have like videos of them in the studio yeah. and all this stuff, and and I'm like destroying work, and I don't want to reveal that right now. Uh-huh. So I so I decided, oh, I'm gonna write stories. And you know, it's, it's become fun. You know, so now it's become something that I. But the more yeah. I go to therapy and deal with my fears, no stories come up. Mm. So, so now I'm trying it's, to get. It's tough. I'm trying to find <laughs> paintings that I'm afraid of, so yeah. I can have a story. Yeah. Uh-huh. And are, did the um, did the uh, the figures portrayed from the back? After a while, did you? Why did you stop making them? Uh, it's bad management. <laughs> what do you mean? Bad dealer, you know. I mean, oh, told you to stop. No, no. no what no. I mean is, like, if, they told um, you to stay doing it too long. No, if, if my dealer would have protected the work, like spread it out, and you know, kind of like, um, you know, guide it, like you know, we can sh- show less of it, but more of you know, different places, like different uh-huh. places, but longer period of time. Uh-huh. Uh, I basically stopped because I just, I just had no more desire to paint them. Yeah, that's so. Ultimately, really not about the deal. You just got tired of making them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did they, yeah. Did they feel like they? You were just done with that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. approach. Yeah, it, it was what you call time to just try something new. Mm-hmm. And is it the? Um, and to me, this this group of work you're working on has more a, a wider variety of, of subject matter. Or, yeah. Um, and I wonder. And does you know from the, the the guns to the women to the to the nudes? Is it? Um, Different ones provoke different types of anxiety that are harder to power sand through. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, no, no. Some yeah. are just fun, you know. But, yeah. but, um, but of course, like the, mo- the you know, uh, I really want to move my whoever's looking at the paintings. I really want to. I really want them to be moved by it. Mm. So that I have to dig deep in something that really moved me, or even like you know, uh, shook me up. Mm. Um, but right now I'm just I'm open to paint anything. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm open to paint anything. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm looking at everything. So um, there's no there's no theme. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, you would uh, you would um, take snapshots of of first friends and then just people you'd see on the street, mm-hmm. and then you'd drive around town and take pictures of of houses. Yeah. And then did you also shoot wrestlers off of the TV, or did you? No, 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 no. That's um, um, I have a friend who, that's what he was doing. He was photographing wrestlers. 
Uh-huh. So I, um, I asked him if I could go some with, of his work. Yeah, I asked him <laughs> if I can go with him and, and photograph the wrestlers. Oh, you photographed them yourself and then made yeah. the paintings from those. And now where do they come from? The, the images? Yeah. Like you um, I can imagine your dad's gun. You set it on the table and took a picture of it. Well, you know, uh, I'm in a new place because uh, in the past, you know, I used to be stimulated by like movies and magazines, like kind of like those fashion magazines and how they shoot, you know, their, their shots and, mm-hmm. and also by other, other people's work. And now I'm not stimulated by those things. So now mm-hmm. I literally have to work for it and look for it. Mm-hmm. I literally have to like, okay, what do I like? Okay, and then, you know, and I've been on this, I've been on this path for the last seven years mm-hmm. where I started to travel, you know, everywhere. I would go, you know, I went as far as Cambodia, you know, mm-hmm. and right. to, just to look at the temples in Angola to see if they yeah. would stimulate something. But and then I got sick, and that time that I was sick, I just couldn't create. But now that I'm getting better, I mean, now that I'm just healthy, healthy compared to before, mm-hmm. No, I'm just painting anything just to get started. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. I met this girl at a family, um, at a at a at a family uh, dinner, and then asked her if she had a camera. So I took her picture and I asked her if she can uh, email them to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm gonna paint anything just to get started and mm-hmm. until I can find something that really pulls me in. Mm-hmm. So of these guys, are some. Finished and ready for yeah yeah yeah, show? yeah 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 so some already some, some already have survived fixed. yeah 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 uh-huh. they're already resolved yeah. yeah and when do you know um, that it's not subject to destruction well you know I have a show with Patrick Painter in uh, um, January so that that'll be the deadline yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that show comes up yeah. you know I'm, I'm not gonna invite Patrick over otherwise he's gonna want to take everything right so I'm not gonna have him over. I know he's not here today, so, <laughs> so um, uh, you know I'm gonna yeah. edit, and you know because the the pressure the show is gonna force me to get really focused. Uh-huh. I'm gonna edit, mm-hmm. pick what I want, mm-hmm. and then what I don't want, if it's good enough to still hang in there, I'll keep it. If not, I'll destroy it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because I I do um, I'm a writer, and like a lot of times when I write something. I think, yeah, this is this is good enough, and then I go at it the next day, and I think, oh, I can fix it, and and, it, and within a few days, it's like pretty much, I'm done with it. I know it's a keeper, um, and then if the deadline's approaching, I just have to, to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if, to me, I mean, not that what I'm doing is is a work of art by any means, um, and I think that if I would ever try to go back and fix everything I did, I would be doomed, because I'll read things that I've written before, and they're like, oh, God, that's just so poorly put together. Um, and I was just um, wondering if, like, once you, uh, you know, is it a, is it a, a week-long process? Or, like, it's like you, you paint it one day, and the next day you are, you're already gone from the um, distracted step to the pleasure step to the... Sometimes it happens on a day, mm-hmm. and other times it happens... Um, it can take months, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the. So they might sit around the studio a long time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The the vagina piece. Yeah. I would really wanted to do a black corbet, mm-hmm. you know, black vagina, and and um, I did sixteen black vaginas, and mm-hmm. and it and just they didn't, didn't even work. make the photographs. They yeah. didn't make the photographs, mm-hmm. and um, my sister was like hiding the pornography or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
But uh, and that, but I was like doing like five paintings a day, you know, like a day. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I realized, oh, it's just not working. Then mm-hmm. I went and I did, I did this one, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes, it, yeah, it could take day, you know, within a day, or it can take months. Mm-hmm. But but you know, it, it happens sooner or later. So would you say there's more um, more doubt and uncertainty and anxiety? in your work now than ever before in your life? No, it's always been like that. But, yeah. um, but what happens is like when you do something, like when I did the, the heads, the back of the heads, I knew that, um, that I can do a body of work on this. So mm-hmm. once, you, once you really resolve all the technical oh. and, the, and the conceptual part, then it's really, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun, like, mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, let's try this, and let's mm-hmm. try that, and, and let's see what happens if it's full figure, and let's see what yeah. happens if it's sitting down, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it becomes, like, you, you, you look at the possibility, and, it's, and it's, there's nothing, that, and it's just, it's total um, exploration and just um, allowing things to happen. Uh-huh. And there's, there's no fear, no ego, nothing, mm-hmm. and it's total being creative, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did you phrase that? It was like you got to the third, the third phase, and it was um, kind of like pleasure and denial. Yeah. Were the first two, right? And then the fear, ego, and then denial, like pleasure. And then, and then the fourth was, one is it's kind of like it's that selfless focus, but not. You know, was there an ease? There was like you described. There was just an ease to it, or you're like you were well, out of the picture. You're at that point. You're like in the um, present moment. You know, it's like if you do, um, if, if you meditate long, if you do yoga long enough, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like daily or, you know, I mean, if you do it enough, you're going to enter a space where you're totally in the present moment and just at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can And that's see, what you're going for. Yeah, like, yeah. That's when the painting is working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because I, I have to see it for what it is without right. my emotions attached to it. Mm-hmm. I have to literally, you know... Um, remove all those distractions. And, the, and, we, and if you can attain that what, meditative stance or attitude, that the, the result of the product works well. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a keeper. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, mm. yeah. I have a little story. Um, I, I was doing some monoprints. And, um, and monoprints are really difficult. And like, if you get something that's decent, most artists are happy because you only have one shot. And you only have, and I was doing them with the water-based paint, so I only had like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's like the majority of artists, the majority of artists like fail. Mm-hmm. So I learned to prepare, have everything ready, and you know, get it quick. So I did three prints, and everyone uh, in the print shop was totally ecstatic and happy. They were celebrating because they know they're going to get a print. <laughs> they were happy, and I'm just like, ah, it's not working, you know. So I did them. And then uh, the uh, the fourth one was 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 great. So then I looked at the the first three. I said, okay, okay. Now the fourth one's great. Then the the fifth one, I nailed it. And then right away, I went back to the first three and ripped them. You know, right away. Cause yeah. Now you deal with what's in front of you. Yeah. So and then a, a collector walks in, and and then he goes, I want. You know, that one, the uh, fourth the, one, the one that was like not almost, almost there. there. Yeah. I told him it's not for sale. Mm-hmm. 
He goes, I want it. I go, it's not for sale. And, and I crossed an X with the pencil. And then he goes, I, I still want it. I, I'll, pay you cash. I, I'll pay you cash right now. Then nothing a collector wants more than to be told he can't have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I thought he was interfering in my process, so I it's said, like, so, so I ripped it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he, like, paused. He looked at me. He goes, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then he just took off. And then yeah, I thought to myself, well, maybe uh, so. Maybe I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how did number six come out? It came out great after yeah, that. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they all came out great. And, yeah. you know, because n- now you have something to work towards. Mm-hmm. Now that becomes a standard. So is it more a matter of like, um, getting rid of distractions and coming to trust yourself? Yeah, yeah. And that if, if you can get that to happen... Mm-hmm. The magic happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, um, oh. uh, yeah. You know, there's always, you know. Uh, I mean, a lot of artists, they all have. Ex- you know, mine is nothing compared to other artists. What they do, like when I, like here, like Daniel Day Lewis, where he, when he, when he did that movie um, where he was like a, a butcher. I forgot uh-huh. that movie was. Yeah, yeah. He, Games um, of New York. Yeah, he yeah. he. Um, he went to New York six months prior to the movie, and he shaved his head and he took a but- he took a job just so he can learn yeah. learn how to cut the meat and and he lived in the, like this little room like in a hotel. No one knew who he was. He would just literally just like go to work, go to his hotel, go to work, go to his hotel. I mean, my son, there's nothing compared to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> You know, that was his way of, like, really... Getting in his head in the right place. Yeah, yeah. you know, being focused. And um, I once heard this. I, I don't know where I got it from. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard that, that uh, um, the perfect crime is committed without hesitation. That, that, that might be a good point to open the, uh, the, uh, the uh, audience, or the questions to the audience. Feel free to, uh, feel free to ask Salman... Anything. How did you get to that point that you knew that you had to destroy in, in, your, in your mind's eye? How did you figure out that you had to destroy it to make it better? At what point? And I'm Jose Luis. Because there's more pressure at that point. You know, like they say, like artists um, create their best work under pressure. So I had to create the pressure to like, you know, like if, if I keep the painting, you know, it's like inviting your ex-girlfriend to dinner with your new girlfriend, you know? So you have to let her go, right? <laughs> so like, I mean, I'm not gonna destroy her, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knew that if I was to destroy it or get rid of it, um, I would be like, um, like more, kind of like, okay, I have nothing now. I really have to do it. Okay. Does that make sense? How did you figure that out? What was that process? I want to know the process, the creative process. Yeah. Uh, Ruthless self-criticism. Well, you know, I went to art center, and art center is um, like a military boot camp school. You know, and um, they make you do it over and over and over and over, and and if it's not good, 
you know, um, you get a bad grade, and, <laughs> right? So, um, so you know, here you have all the all this bad work, and I, and you know, there was like those who were like, if you get a if you get a B or C in art school, that's a bad grade. It's, you know, there's no really reason to get a bad grade. Um, so, um, so you have all these bad works early on. And I just started to throw away. You know, I I think I I don't like clutter, so that was a way just to like. In the beginning, it was hard, you know, but once I got into the habit of letting these things go, um, I realized that I like to live with no clutter. I like to live, like, minimal with the things that I need. Like, like when I was going to Art Center uh, in the beginning, I couldn't afford to buy the brushes that they all want me. Like, I had to buy, like, five brushes, and I couldn't afford to buy the brush because they cost, like, from $36 to, like, $50, like $60 each. So uh, instead of buying five brushes, I bought this brush, this brush, and this brush. And I, I, I learned to manipulate the, the, this brush to work like this brush, and I learned to manipulate this brush to work like this brush. So even, even when I started making money, I still did the same thing, you know. I, I, I learned to just get what I need instead of I, having um, like stuff that I don't need or uh, clutter makes me anxious. So. Have you ever done your art, destroyed it by sand, sandblasted it, and then done the next piece and been like, oh, the sandblast one was better. Should I have not destroyed the other one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My question is sort of similar. Is there a time when you've destroyed a piece that you've thought about it back and said, you know what, that, was, that actually was a good piece. I should have kept it. You know, when, when, when I was learning how to paint... Um, I experienced that, and and the way that I overcame that was that um, I would do a painting, and I would have this fear of messing up. I would have this fear of yeah of messing up. So what I did to this painting, um, I would pick an area because I started to figure out my my you know what was going on. So I picked an area that was easy to to rework if I need to rework it. So as I would start painting, I would mess up that area. I was like, mess it up. Because uh, it's all like head games, you know? And then, then as I'm painting, I put my attention, oh, I messed up, I messed up. You know? And as I'm painting, I messed up. And then at the end, I'll just fix it really fast. <laughs> so. So I, I follow up then. Is there foreseeable, is it foreseeable that there'd be a time when you would just kind of go overboard and just kind of Keep destroying, and never be satisfied. No, ma'am. I'm not that. Bad. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not crazy. He's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with this. No, you know, um, destroying the work has nothing to do with um, with like uh, the. It's destroying the work. Basically, it's it's become part of the process to get to that point where I can create what I need to create. But, I mean, a lot of people dest destroy work, they just don't, like, don't show you. I mean, like, um, I mean, if, if you were writing music and it was horrible, you're not gonna keep that music around and share it with your friends. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, if the painting cannot hang in the, and, I mean, if you cannot share the painting, I mean, if the painting cannot represent you for who you are, 
then why keep it, then why keep it around? Everything tonight is kind of reinforcing ideas that I've always had, and that's been that the best art does come out of conflict. Definitely, without a doubt. And the problems our country is having is that we're all so bloody complacent, so there's not enough of us actually confronting our own fears. So my hat's off to you, brother. The struggle's where it's at. And uh, plus we're in a new age, man, this whole postmodern epic, right? Of course you're deconstructing this stuff. You know, you got, you know, the truth lies in the molecular structure of the surface, right? But um, I see what's occurring is we're leaving an age of want, okay? The 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, all of that, now we're going into an era of need. So what you're going to struggle, I think that's what it is. It's like that space between want and need, right? I mean... The access to the essential, the minimal, you know, getting rid of all the extraneous, just seeing the art for what it really is. And I don't know. My question to you is that, you know, just that, right? I mean, it's out of conflict, right? I mean, that's the deal, right? I mean, no, I don't want conflict, man. Well, I know, get but, it? but you, you, you create it when you need it, brother. If, if I wanted conflict, I wouldn't go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, man, believe me, you know, like, yeah. I enjoy just coming yeah. out of yoga and just, like, <laughs> looking at the trees and being happy, you know? <laughs> so I know that when you approach something, when you do something and then redo it again, you obviously approach it with, like, in a, different emotional, a different emotional background, but when you recreate it, do you have the same intention to recreate it the same way? Like, that, like for example, that of that girl. So are you going to have the same, I don't know, it's from a photograph, so are you going to alter the lighting or like what elements do you change or do you intend to change or do you create it over and over and over like how you said Art Center was? Yeah, it, it changes. And once I get to that space where my ego is not involved, um, I just allow it to be what, um, whatever it needs to be. Uh, aesthetically and philosophically... No what, trick questions. No, it's not a trick. <laughs> Nothing up my sleeves. Um, aesthetically and philosophically, what's the difference between the back of a head and a face that's been uh, sanded down? And uh, the other way of stating the question is, what's the function of the face in art? Maybe David can answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know uh, my work. Pretend you're me. Wow. So the uh, the question was, what's the the difference between the the back of a head that hasn't been sanded down and a face that has? Yes. Basically, yeah. Oh, I'd say a hell of a lot. Um, in 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 in. My case as having just made these paintings, one I am presenting <laughs> to you as the viewer to, to, to look at, and what you're seeing when you're looking at it is someone doing almost exactly what you're doing, um, as if they were standing behind you, so you kind of dissolve into that painting. And the other one's not even a completed work, and that's more about what I'm doing in the studio to get to a completed work. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Salomon, uh, once you sand the, the work, do you step away from, from it for a, a day or two or, and then go back to it? Or or you start away, right away on, on the piece? 
it, uh, it depends at the time that I send it, you know. But uh, either the next day or, you know. And why don't you wa uh, whitewash instead of sanding it? Do what? Why don't you whitewash it instead of sanding it? Because you're de depriving a lot of future art historians from comparing what they x-ray <laughs> it. You're the real process that something... Well, that's why I'm, I'm like having this, man. You know, it's been recorded and, <laughs> you know. But um, I sand it because I need the, I need the material. Um, I, I'm work, I work on canvas over panel. So I sand it, I regesso it so I can reuse the material. If, if, um, if it was just canvas with no panel, then I pretty much would just rip it up and, and restretch the, the canvas. I've actually seen some paintings that have been destroyed. And I mean, I've seen him, no emotion. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Salah, what are you doing? <laughs> So anyways, but my question to you is that I always try to fight and ask you is, is there a point in time where you just, you're gonna reach the time of Zen and stop destroying your paintings? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you always gonna feel like you have to edit? Um, well, I think I will always edit. I think um, this is new work, I think once I I think once I get really comfortable in the space that I'm in, there'll be less destroying, but there will always be editing. I wanted to ask about um, some of your process. You had done the backs of the heads. Mm. You did the house, the little suburban house, and then you went to doing the masks and the, the paint uh, process and the brush stroke and the uh, masks was very different than the uh, backs of the heads and the houses. And so I'd like you to talk about that change. And also, um, what is your new work, the stuff that you've saved? What is that all about? What will we, be, what will we see when we see your new show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to keep. Or, but it's just, it's just going to be random paintings. You know, I don't want to create a, like a, how do you say it, um, a series anymore because you get locked in. If you're a photographer or uh, installation artist, it's, it's cool because you can have someone else make your installation you know, for you. Um, you or, or if you're a photographer, did it go off? If you're a photographer, you, know, you can make multiples, right? But when you're a painter and if you get known, like when I got known for the back of the heads, you know, you know, once, once I reached the point where this is it, I resolved it for me, in a creative level, I was over. But but my dealer goes, okay, this person wants a head, and this person wants a head, and this person wants a head, and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. So uh, um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get, I don't want to create a signature piece or what do you call it? Like, you know, something where I have to um, basically make a production line. I mean, there's artists that do that. I know artists who hire people to paint their paintings for them while they go and do other stuff, but I, I can't do that. So this new work is all going to be random, you know. Right now I have paintings at home that I'm working on, so I really don't know what what's going to be uh, in the show or not. But I promise that um, it will be a show worth seeing. You know. Hey Solomon, um, I'm Layla, and I used to be your student ten years ago. Um, I want to ask you a question about uh, where um, the balance of control and chance in your process. I mean, it seems like a lot of 
what you're doing has very willful acts of control, even the act of like going into your past work and kind of taking it out of the hands of people who've collected it and destroying it, or even in the act of destroying it, it's not like a simple ambivalent gesture. It's really willful with sanding it. And I even remember when you taught us how to stretch canvas over panel and prime it, that it was this very belabored, precious <laughs> process. I mean, the, the, the primed canvas itself was a beautiful object. You almost didn't want to paint on it. So when, if at all, does um, whimsy or chance or something completely unexpected come into your work, if at all? Well, that's what it's all about. You know, I'm, um, I'm destroying that part that's controlling in order so I can let chance take place. You know, it's all ego, it's all about control, you know, like, um, you know, fears about control, um, denials about control. So those, those are the things that I'm dis destroying in order so I can allow whatever needs to take place to happen. You know, at that point, I've surrendered and I'm just going for the ride, you know. So can, can you describe maybe one moment where you're completely like surprised, like you, you didn't know what was coming, can you? No, I always get surprised at the end. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know how to describe it, <laughs> but I always get surprised with what comes up, and, and at the end, when I, when I finish the painting, like the, the let me see, that one, um, it was when I, when, when I did that one, when I was painting it, I mean, this is a really beautiful piece, and, and you've got to see it in person. It really comes alive. I wanted, um, I wanted to do an African-American woman because uh, I knew that I can capture more than a, a portrait. So uh, when, when I was painting it, uh, you know, at that point when I was just in the, in the moment and just working on it, things were just happening really like easy and effortless. And um, at that point, I'm just moving. Like, I'm not thinking, and, and oh, I should do this. I'm just moving through it, and it's, and at the end, I'm not happy or anything. I'm just at peace. You know, but, but everything, um, in order for me, you know, to do that, I, I have to go through that process of getting rid of all these distractions. Creating all your mania, so was it Art Center? Because you have, a, it, it, art making is a fun thing to do. It's a fun it's, um, activity. I don't know why you could be so painful and so full of um, conflict. <laughs> you know, um, yoga is, <laughs> no, yoga is really painful in the beginning. And when you get past, you know, once you understand the poses and you can breathe into those poses, it's very pleasurable. So that's basically what I'm doing in the beginning. It's painting. It's painting. <laughs> uh, you know, I have, I, have, I have nothing against people who have all this, like, I have friends that I go to the studio and they're so happy, you know, about their painting. And, and I, sometimes I feel um, uh, a little left out or jealous or whatever, but, um, but um, uh, um, for me, I realize that it's, it's not about pleasure, it's more about just, it's more about, um, uh, about kind of like being at peace and just creating 
and there's really like I'm not happy. I'm just I'm just at peace and calm, you know, with myself. So that's my pleasure, and your pleasure is is maybe from beginning to end, you know. Thank you so much. <laughs>